words look very similar, for example, breed and bread, or sound very similar, for example, read, R-E-E-D, and R-E-A-D, read, or red, R-E-D, and red, R-E-A-D, how does anyone learn the difference between these words simply by learning a list of them? The difference between these words only becomes clear in the talk or writing where they're needed. People don't eat breed and jam, and that bit of bamboo stuck in the top of a saxophone is not a reed, R-E-A-D. By seeing and hearing words in context over and over again, we get differences. All that lists do is help us keep them muddled. What can we do about this? The idea behind this book is to remind you your children, me and my children, as I write this, my two youngest children are nine and thirteen, of several things. 1. We live in a world surrounded by all the stuff that education is supposed to be about. Machines, bodies, languages, cities, votes, mountains, energy, movement, plays, food, liquids, collisions, protests, stones, windows. Two. Of itself, none of this stuff is boring. In fact, we have to work very hard to make it boring. 3. The challenge, then, is to make this stuff not boring. 4. I have a hunch that the way to do this is not simply to try to make the stuff exciting. 5. The way to do it is to do with how we behave, how adults and children get along together. 6. That's all of us. In other words, this is not about what we adults do to children. 7. It's about how we do stuff alongside children. 8. It's not only about children's mindsets. 9. It has to be about ours too. 10. That's probably more than enough things. My key words. I cannot promise that this book will not be annoying. I find it annoying when people try to squeeze years of knowledge and life experience into catchy abstract words or phrases like, be true to yourself. Even so, I'm not going to be able to avoid this entirely. What follows are several key words that are descriptions of the principles I work to when I think about learning. At any moment, I might ask myself, is what's going on worthwhile? Is some kind of progress being made? I use these key words as yardsticks or checks. If one or more of them is going on, I think the good things are happening. Investigation This is about asking your own questions and finding out how to answer them. Not all investigations are like this. Most people's experience of investigations is being told that we have to find out something, and then we're told how to do it. Quite often you know that the person who sent you off to do the finding out knows the answer anyway, so in the back of your mind is the thought, why am I bothering? So it's not just investigations I'm going for here, I'm going for investigations of things you really want to know, and learning new ways of doing it. So it's about making discoveries. I could also call this being curious or inquiry. Interpretation In the guidelines that teachers are given by examiners are the words 
retrieval, and inference. A good deal of education is about telling children stuff and then asking them to retrieve it. Rather cruelly, we used to call this regurgitating. So, I tell you that Billy has a blue hat. Then I ask you, what colour is Billy's hat? You tell me it's blue, I give you a mark. If you don't tell me it's blue, you fail. That's retrieval. The second process involves me telling you that it's raining. Then I ask you, why is Billy wearing the hat? If you answer, because it's raining, you get two marks, because it's inference. Now, let's say you write that Billy's wearing the hat because he supports Chelsea. According to the sheet containing the OK answers, this is wrong, so you fail. Now, the reason why you said, because he supports Chelsea, is the Chelsea Football Club wear blue kit. By saying, because he supports Chelsea, you interpreted the information I gave you. You retrieved.